Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing A Little Night Work, which is episode two from season five and originally aired on the 30th of October, 1988. This episode was written by, does anybody want to take a guess at this? It's, I don't know. It's not Robert Van Skoik. Lansbury? Not Lansbury. <laughs> well, then I'm out, of, I'm out of guess. I know, those are like, the, oh wait. <laughs> Tom Sawyer, Sawyer, Robert Sawyer. No, because we didn't have something grotesque. So it's not Tom Sawyer. (laughs) We didn't have, um, so this is Peter S. Fisher, the co-creator, writer of 33, writer of four stories and three teleplays. And the episodes we've done that he's written are Widow Weep for Me, Sing a Song of Murder, Snow White, Blood Red, and The Last Flight of the Dixie Damsel. All good. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, all very good. And we're sort of right in the thick of it with his stuff because, you know, season five. Okay, since we're mentioning Peter S. Fisher, can I just say something? There's a character in this episode named Andy Broom, which is also (laughs) the name of Mort Metzger's deputy later on. Did anyone else catch that? So now it makes me think that Peter S. Fisher has a good friend or something named Andy Broom. <laughs> well, I did right? notice it and I wrote a note about it and I had to Google it because I was like, is Andy's last name Broom? Because I thought it was. But Andy first appears, I think it's 1989 is his first episode. I'm not sure. And um, maybe he's like, I'm just enamored of that name. Yeah, I wish this point. was a recurring character <laughs> called Andrew Broom. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was funny. I, yeah. It is funny. I mean, it makes you think like how many repeating character names. I mean, they've done like, there's like 250 episodes of this show. We've got to have a couple of repeats. Anyways, so this one is set in New York. Jessica's in town for a sort of a gala at this hotel. She, her agent is is retiring and she's sort of being wined and dined by an agent called Theo Wexler, played by Jamie Farr. She goes to this gala that's being hosted by Axel Weingard, played by Rick Jason, and his wife, Marta Weingard, played by Julie Parrish. Axel is a publisher who has political ambition. At the gala, she meets a young man that works in the hotel called Andy Broom, played by John Dye, who is an aspiring writer, as well as very uh, dashing Dennis Stanton, played by Keith Mitchell. So that night, Jessica goes to bed in her hotel room and she's woken up by a knock at the window to the balcony. She's like a million stories up. So it's a bit of a shock. And it's Dennis and he's saying, oh, can you give me an alibi for the last 30 minutes? And she sort of thinks this is weird. She immediately tells (laughs) the police about it. Like, not gonna keep that secret for a second. She even tells him she's probably not gonna do that. Anyways, so what happened was that night, there was a jewel theft of a, of a very expensive necklace that had been being worn by Marta Weingard. Also, Axel Weingard was murdered in the hotel. The detective that is uh, investigating is Lieutenant Bert Alfano, played by Joe Santos. And 
essentially this is our introduction to Dennis Stanton, who's a regular character on the show, and he is a cat burglar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's being in, and so there's a lot of suspicion thrown at Dennis that he stole the necklace and killed Axel. Um, and he's being investigated by Shannon McBride, played by Leanne Hunley, who works for the Susquehanna Fire and what was it? Something insurance. Fire and casualty. That's what it was. So Susquehanna. And they believe that Dennis stole the jewelry, even though he's never killed before. They then think he killed Axel to get away with it. Anyways, it turns out that Dennis sort of had nothing to do with it. The whole episode is just getting to know him. He is a cat burglar. Mm -hmm. He was after Susquehanna because they um, his wife passed away and they wouldn't pay for her medical bills, uh, even though she was insured with them. And so his raison d'etre is to steal uh, baubles, expensive baubles that are insured by the Susquehanna so that they have to pay out for them and only taking them from people who can't afford it and that the pieces don't have sentimental value. So there's a lot of toing and froing with real estate developments and agents and stuff like that. The guy that ended up killing Axel was actually a guy called Ray, played by William Court, who was in a property deal with Axel and Axel was about to pull out on it. And so he killed him. That's the long and short of it. The murder is sort of a secondary piece of this episode. So anyways, so the trivia for this episode is that this is Keith Mitchell's first appearance as Dennis Stanton. And the title is based on A Little Night Music, which opened in New York on February 23rd, 1973, and ran for 601 performances. And the original cast included Len Carew and Glynis Johns. Ah. Angela was cast in the 2010 revival. So she and Len Carew have both been in variations of A Little Night Music. I don't know why that show has anything to do with cat burglary but here we are (laughs) so yeah yeah. what did everybody think where do you want to start with this one I mean I really like this episode gosh I don't I'm trying to think where to maybe the opening gala scene which I I very much enjoyed with the sexy music and very jazzy, very, very jazzy, that music. When they show the skyline of New York and that's playing jazz, like, <laughs> it's just so you're like, I get where I'm at, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's, well, the episode is like a sort of fun, like fun with a capital F. You know, there's no, you don't care about the person that got killed. You don't really care about why he got killed. The person who killed him is hardly in the episode. (laughs) It's all about Dennis and like Dennis's sort of schmoozing of Jessica and the sort of hilarity of him showing up on her balcony. Yes. Dropping down from the floor above. I mean. It's one of my favorite scenes in Murder, (laughs) She Wrote when she looks out. I mean, because she's really high up and. And when he I, pops just, down I don't understand the- why she still agrees to go with him to dinner because she's the, the, she's got the wire earlier she goes he like meets she goes her to lunch yeah yeah but he sort of forces her into it yeah. like she's not like willingly going he's sort of is like he shows up at her agent's appointment after yeah. she's narked him out to oh, the cops creepy. 
And then basically like strong arms her into going to brunch. Just to back up a little bit before we get into the stuff with (laughs) that. So when Dennis drops down from the floor above onto her balcony and she gets let in, which is a great scene. And she's like, she is shocked, but she's also sort of charmed by it all. His reason for being up there is, of course, he doesn't say he's casing the jewelry. He says, oh, I've, you know, I've been with a married lady. Now, mm-hmm. what I think is weird about this is for the, for the previous like few minutes, he was like whining and dining Jessica, sort of sweeping her off her feet on the dance floor, flirting with her. Yeah. Was that not a gamble that she would be mad that he would be like, oh yeah, after I like flirted with you all night, I then went and like hooked up with this married woman, like in the floor above. I don't yeah. think so. And there's just one thing I noticed when she calls Dennis, she's still wearing a wedding ring. And then I got, and I haven't seen her wear one before, or at least I haven't like noticed it. So I kind of just thought she was just sort of like flirting and then there's nothing going like because her heart belongs to Frank. Like it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny because at first she's so outraged that he's at the window, but she still lets him in. And then he, his explanation is that he was hooking up with a married woman and she's like, oh, okay. Like that's, that's fine, I guess. And so then it's funny. This is what I'm saying. Like, like she doesn't have a problem with that, but she, I guess yeah, has she's a, cool I, with adultery. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay, fine. Well, I just felt like wouldn't, I was surprised that with the amount of flirting they were doing in this episode, that him saying that to her, the reaction wouldn't have been like a normal. Yeah. Jessica doesn't care. Because, yeah, she's, in her heart, she's still married to Frank. But it's like, another woman might have been like, wait, what? Like, I thought you liked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, because at the gala on the dance floor, I mean, when he takes her out to dance, he's, I mean, all the things he says to her, you know, hitting on her. And then he says that the host had the bad manners to leave the most attractive woman unattended <laughs> or something like that. Totally. <laughs> And then she says that it's been a long time since someone, you know, tall and handsome has swept her off her feet. And I wrote, is he tall? I mean, he's taller <laughs> than her. But I was thinking, she, I tall. Mean, she, she's not sure. Yeah. yeah, she's tall and she's in heels. Him as being kind of a petite gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, he's got. It's hard to tell with Dennis because he's so full of it. Right. That it's like hard to know what's real. And obviously he's sort of shining onto her and she sort of is like receiving that well, but also always kind of keeping him at a distance because he does seem to be kind of full of it. But it's, it's hard to know like what's, I don't know. I just find that, I just found that interesting because I was like, you're telling me that she doesn't think that this guy is like sort of, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, maybe if it was me, I might've been a little more annoyed by that. <laughs> um, if someone showed up at my hotel window from the outside in a tuxedo, I mean, I would call the police. Right, <laughs> right, right. She shakes her head 
as he leaves and she's like oh Dennis like she doesn't know <laughs> this guy it just made me laugh though because numerous people ask her to do them favors and every time she's like no <laughs> like not even out of politeness going to listen like when the lady from the insurance company gives her oh, her yeah. card she's like I I'm not gonna do that so you know jog on right, like what does she owe Dennis you know it, but she's I mean she obviously turns on him when she works with the police but she still seems to kind of be on his side yeah she's smitten by him I think I think it's like the other things like she doesn't think he murdered someone so she, she thinks he's not like a great guy but she doesn't want him to go away for murder I mean, that probably is right. It just makes me laugh this episode because she does, she is obviously charmed by him. She doesn't think he maybe murdered anybody, but literally the earliest opportunity she can, she's like, oh, are you here investigating the murder? Well, I have something to tell you. And right. that is this man was on my balcony. Last it's like, I've already let all this time go by. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that every time the cop's like, I'm just going to leave it. She's like, I wouldn't. She's like, I would hold that councilman to account who's his alibi. <laughs> like, like, you know. <laughs> I know. I, oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. But so, okay, but in the beginning when he is hitting on her, I mean, is he, does he have an ulterior motive or is he genuinely hitting on her? That's, I guess what I can't tell. Well, I don't think he has an ulterior motive because there's no reason to. And he, right. I don't think he knows her room is below the penthouse. I mean, he would have to be like, I think he just happens onto her balcony and then sees her. I don't know. I mean, it's like, because that's quite, that would take some real forward planning to be yeah. like, I'm going to go to this party and hit, at the, hit on this person <laughs> and- they're going to be in the room beneath you know it's like I think I think he's a little more fly by the seat of your pants than that he does he says he just likes a party where does he say that yeah he <laughs> says someone says I didn't realize I didn't realize you were into politics and he goes I'm not I'm into parties <laughs> I totally missed that. yeah yeah because someone else referred to him as being I think the woman that's investigating from Susquehanna says that he, you know wherever the action is he's there yeah and I also I also think he just enjoys flirting yeah for no no end or no any sort of like you know physical element at the end like I think he just likes he's just a flirt yeah I I mean and Jessica looks great I don't know her decolletage was on display well she had a lot of lovely v-necks that were really Mm -hmm. I I think yeah, it's interesting to have like a lighthearted guy in here because like normally the recurring male characters are Seth, who's grumpy, <laughs> um, Harry, who's a hot mess, Len Carew, who's kind of con- like a little bit conniving and sort of, well, I mean, the character, not the, <laughs> not like Carew is a person <laughs> I don't know him. Michael but, Haggerty. Yeah, Michael Haggerty. <laughs> Where it's like, you kind of don't ever trust him. And this guy's like, I guess you're not supposed to trust him, but you're, maybe he'll be a lot of fun. 
Like, yeah. and that's sort of nice. Like this kind of re- really silly, you know, he's stealing jewelry. He's only stealing jewelry from the wealthy. Nobody's really getting hurt, all this sort of stuff. And it's like, and he's so, you know, you're right. He probably just likes to flirt. He, they call, The lady from Susquehanna calls him um, Dapper Dennis. Yeah. I mean, I think he's quite a dandy as well. I don't know. I just, he's just so. Well, to get invited to those parties, you'd have to be charming and a bit of a dandy. So yeah. he, had, he had, what, was it six years since his wife died? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what he said? What did he do before? Uh, Does he ever say? He was a plumber. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a really good question. Termite inspector. <laughs> I don't think he said, but I mean any job versus cat burglar, podiatrist. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he must have done something where he learned how to like scale buildings. Sneak around in a tuxedo. I mean, that, I mean, that was definitely a stunt double. Like well, <laughs> and I think they were in a they were on a set. I don't think <laughs> yeah. But even still, that guy hanging from something and dropping down, I mean. And then I laughed because then when she shows up, the investigator shows up at the window, I was like, I guess it maybe is easier to drop into other people's um, (laughs) hotel balconies than I initially thought. (laughs) Also, like, the thing is, we're only seeing it from inside the hotel room. If you were to show it from outside the hotel, it would be the most terrifying thing is like just a free fall 40 floors to the ground like (laughs) I don't think I'm gonna give this a shot in the dark and they're all like skipping in like hey Jessica sorry I didn't mean to startle you I know (laughs) like it looked like they did like a backflip over the balcony and then like uh the parkour over the balcony the parkour yeah the parkour (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and like, the woman who does it too like I love that she's like in like like the grand reveal she's in this like black cap and she's like also not like and but her face is showing it shows that she's a stunningly beautiful woman and she's like oh no it's it's me and like her beautiful like blown out locks come out <laughs> like, don't be scared I'm attractive yeah <laughs> you gonna let me in and she's a, like insurance person right she's an investigator from the insurance company I guess they're trying to see if Dennis could have stolen the necklace so I know we're skipping around here a little bit but just to go there's a couple things hopping balconies a little bit we're hopping back and forth between floors right so and we'll talk listen I also want to talk about Andy as well but first I want to talk about the murder here so the guy's been um strangled which is scrim and when jessica is confronting dennis he says that he heard axel shout like having a conversation with a woman who he never saw but it turns out there was no woman that was ever in that room it was only ever ray my first question is are we assuming that woman's voice was ray's voice Am I, or that Dennis was lying about that, which seems strange. We're assuming that Dennis knew Ray. I knew Ray's no, voice. No, I don't think they did. Oh, to like divert suspicion away from Ray? Yeah, because he was so specific about it being a woman. 
Well, and Suzanne, I think I think that guy's name might be, is it Miles? Oh, Miles. Sorry, not Ray. Sorry, I'm getting muddled. Sorry. You're right. Ray was a different character. There is a Ray in this episode, but it's... I, Sorry, I you're know. right. Miles is it's Miles Hatcher played by Conrad Janis. Sorry, mm -hmm. I was getting confused. There were a, a, other male characters whose names I clearly did not remember. Well, and you don't really like get to know this guy. You 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 know you know he's got some development, which I'm blanking on the name right now. The development was called Shinokan Park. Uh <laughs> What is up with, I mean. And he seemed like strapped for cash. Yeah. Like in his exchanges with Theo Wexler, he did like, you could see the urgency for like money. But, mm -hmm. but beyond that, I don't know. I also don't know if my, I, I don't know if, he, if um, Dennis was diverting suspicion. I kind of thought he just couldn't hear the other person and made the assumption that it was a woman. I, I I changed my mind. I don't think they knew each other, but I think he knows how to blackmail. And so I think yeah. he saw him and was like, um, oh, he's got the necklace. I want the necklace because right. of my beef with Susquehanna. I'm going to track him down and get the money from him. So I'm going to divert suspicion. That's, I don't know. No, Glynis, I think you're right because th nothing else about that makes sense because they even say at one point, Dennis there's no way Dennis couldn't have seen the other person in the room from where he was. Oh, so he, so he, he was in, using it for later. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. That makes sense. And then when they're sat down, he's like, I'll give this to you like for your silence, basically. But that's because Jessica told him to do that. Right. I mean, she calls. So. No, no. I think he gets caught. I think he's trying to get away with the jewelry and you mean when he gets busted at the bus station? Oh, so I yeah. thought Jessica called Dennis. Oh, maybe she called the police to say, I think this is she, what's happening. Yeah, because Dennis was going to take the jewelry and run. And when and he gets caught. That red carnation. And, <laughs> and when he gets caught, they, um, like, she thinks he's going to jail. Like, she doesn't act like he's been helping her. She thinks he's going to jail. So there was that bit that I didn't understand that you've cleared up for me. Thank you, Glynis. And I've apologized about the wrong synopsis. <laughs> I, I don't know how I can go back and edit over that. So I'm just going to say apologies. It was Miles that killed him. <laughs> Axel, not, not Ray. And then my other question was at the end when they're interrogating Miles and Miles confesses, Jessica keeps doing this like winking look to the lady from Susquehanna, whose name is Shannon, I think. And I could not understand why Jessica and Shannon were like now in cahoots. When why would Shannon give two hoots about who murdered, murdered Axel? She only wants the necklace back. So why does she care at all about the investigation to do with Axel's murder? Because it meant she was going to get the necklace back, maybe. But surely she was going to get it back either way. So, like, what did it matter to her? Like, it just felt like they had worked so hard together to solve it. And it was like, I don't think they've... It just what like, I think is they just wanted more screen time with that pretty lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jessica's like, you're the only other woman in this episode other than Marta Weingart, who everybody actively hated. I know. Like, and I, I was like... <laughs> But why? Was I thought she was really effective. Yeah, and I thought I really liked her blue dress, and I thought she was pretty. But then 
she and her husband had beef, but it was kind of unclear why. And then when Jessica implies that she thought it was De- that Dennis had hooked up with Marta, he's like, oh my God, I would never. Yeah, he says, the widow wine guard. What a shabby opinion you have of me. <laughs> it's like, oh. And then when the cop is going through what happened with the necklace, He's like, here's what happened from Marta Weingart's perspective. Or like, here's Marta's story. Right. And it just shows her throwing a massive fit and chucking the necklace at her husband's face. And he's like, so you know what they're like, women. Getting mad. He's like, she had too much champagne. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to get a party with too much champagne. Thank you very much. Yeah, that sounds really fun. I thought the party. So yeah, so those were my only two questions about the end, and we can now go back. Sorry, I just they bothered me, and I was worried I was going to forget. <laughs> they were. At- <laughs> I want to talk about. Well, first, I wrote: Is that Radar from Mash, or is that Jim Neighbors? But it was Radar. It's from radar. Mash. Yeah. yeah, and I did like her annoyance with him at the party scene. I did too. It was really, that made me laugh. When it was he's pretty like, funny. Oh, this is my new client. And the look on her face, she's so annoyed with him, which I... She's I, throwing shade left, right, and center at that party. So first she's annoyed at Theo because he did that to her, which she was like, he's like, oh, I think I struck out there. And she's like, with who? yeah. Like me. And then as soon as that kid, the waiter, mentions that he's a writer and he wants her to read his book, the look on her face, I hope I can capture it later when I take the photo, is like, oh, God. It's like a micro expression of just like exasperation of having to deal with these people. That scene as well, they like pan to his boss when like he's asking Jessica for like that. I thought they were going to make a bigger deal about that. Like the boss coming over and like, did he give you a hard time or like something like that? No, I just left it. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, that was pretty funny. And I, I wrote in my notes that maybe this was an early years, Jonathan. He wasn't nearly as bad as a Jonathan, but. um, Well, he sort of lacked the self-awareness of a Jonathan yeah. like John, Jonathan was the same where she, so he's a aspiring writer he doesn't actually want her to read his book he wants her advice because he thinks Axel Weingart has uh stolen from him has right. stolen his mm-hmm. manuscript and then when <laughs> I mean and then what happens with the manuscript is it turns out like he goes from being this sort of like sweet kind of maybe kind of aw shucks kid to being this kind of sassy d-bag and you're like what like when did that like and so she's so exasperated with him but she still gets him off murder because he's like the prime suspect but um and he's like well shucks ma'am i knew that when she (laughs) said oh you thought you both are stealing the plot from the i can't brothers karamozov Karamazov. Uh-huh. Yeah. As an English major, I think I should know that, but I, I never read it. I've not read it. It sounds, you know. <sighs> but then why was it taking place in the future? Why did it have to be the year 3001? <laughs> that made me laugh so hard because it's like <laughs> Jessica is so 
specific about her literary interests. And like as a crime writer, you think she would appreciate genre fiction as much as anybody. But as soon as he says like, it's set on the moon in like <laughs> 3,100, whatever. And she, the look on her face is like, oh God, <laughs> I hate science fiction. And you're like, and then he goes into the story and she's like, you, but that's just the Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. And he's like, <laughs> but I was doing an adaptation. And then the Alex Weigard stole my idea and all this stuff. It, that scene really made me laugh because she's so annoyed. She's annoyed she's had to miss her flight for this kid because <laughs> he names her instead of a lawyer. And she's annoyed that the, she thought the straightforward perjury cases that he actually they're both as you say adapting the same piece of right. classic fiction <laughs> I know that was that made me laugh and I mean I also love the scene at the party sorry I just wanted to make note of this where they show what she's drinking and it's oh, yeah it's a blended tropical drink of some sort and there is a part where she's kind of fooling with the umbrella and I just <laughs> kind of a fancy formal gala it just wasn't the drink I was expecting and didn't seem like something I thought Jessica would drink no I mean you're right like it's like you're having your gala in like the hurricane room or whatever (laughs) (laughs) like a tiki bar or something but then it wasn't nothing about it was like that right and it just didn't feel like I mean, we've seen her have some drinks here and there, but not a big drinker, but it's, you know, kind of goes with in Russia, she had vodka in Ireland, she had beer. <laughs> so I was like, why is this the drink she's drinking? She this New York. When in New York, you got to have a fancy <laughs> cocktail, like a straight up like cream base. Like a smoothie. Yes. <laughs> it reminded me, God, I feel like it would have had to have been like senior frogs in Mazatlan when I was 18 of drinking in a yard glass it's like a combo of a strawberry daiquiri and a pina colada oh god that sounds really good I mean I remember it being good I mean this was a few years ago but (laughs) also she wasn't drinking out of a yard glass (laughs) I mean I was like wait yeah when, when I were in Tahoe yeah when I wanted to get a gin and tonic in a yard glass and I was like there you're not <laughs> but then you were like I'm kidding I was like oh dude. I was like there's no way like it'd be like what like, half a bottle of gin and like <laughs> like the quinine levels are too high <laughs> that much in one go I mean, that's really, because I was actually thinking about that, like, as you were talking, I'm like, what would I get in a yard glass? And I was like, <laughs> a vodka soda. And then I'm like, that wise? I wouldn't do well. Is that but then I was kind of thinking, like, like just, a, just like your normal amount of vodka, and then you're hydrating. Like, look at all that water. Oh, like. But then you can't like taste a shot or two of vodka, and then yeah. the rest is. And then you're just constantly peeing. Yeah. <laughs> just, every five seconds, you're like, I gotta go. I'll be right back. Yeah. If you hold it, so you're, you'll be all right. Yes, you're not missing the party from being sick. You're missing the party from <laughs> going to the bathroom because you're just hydrating <laughs> constantly. A yard glass, I feel like it's just a very specific kind of drink. So that it was a, 
vodka soda or gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so the ice cubes would be so melted by the end. Or whiskey. It's not even that fun to drink out of because it's they're so tall that I mean if you're sitting down, it's up at a table, it's a process. You have to take it off the table, yeah, right. drink it, put it back on the table. And then at the, when you get to the bottom, it's warm. Right. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, you it has to be something you can drink quickly. That's the whole point. That's why you would have like a slushy variety type drink in it yeah. because you can drink a cold drink like that pretty quick but yeah like a, like a vodka soda you're like I guess I'll be sipping on this for a while and then adding some more ice and uh, yeah it's our also it's like there's a reason why you don't drink out of yard glasses like it gets so sticky like everything gets so yeah sticky. I mean it's and more then, the ooh. novelty when you're 18 and you think this is a good idea also want to tell a story you can edit this out Ashley if you don't like it but one time I made Ashley come meet not made her but she came and made met it. up with me in the Castro to watch RuPaul's Drag Race at Bo which I'm hoping we'll come back soon one of these days it's very fun and um I, someone had bought me a double vodka soda but it was in a pint glass so it looked like water and Ashley was like oh thank god it took like a huge sip of it because she thought it was water and the on her face was similar to Jessica's face when Dennis appeared at the window <laughs> just so horror yeah horror that's so funny because I that happened um when we were in high school you know, kids would put alcohol in water bottles, like clear alcohol in water bottles and like not think twice about it. I don't remember how this happened, but a water bottle of vodka ended up in my fridge, my parents' fridge. (gasps) And my dad was thirsty and was like, I'll just finish this. And then whatever, chugged it, got sick immediately because he wasn't expecting to be chugging vodka. And then we had to have this whole sit down being like, where did this? And, I, and I do not remember. I don't remember if I had someone over and they put it in the fridge and like forgot about like, no. You were just holding it for a friend. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no recollection as to how it ended up in the fridge. I remember this, Ashley. Like, I remember people doing that, but I cannot remember, like, a specific... Not that I would call them out here. Like, this person <laughs> used to, But it's, like, it always would make... It was always such a, like, conundrum to me, that, because it was, like, why would you want to spend all day at school drinking? Like, what right. is the... What is the joy of that? Like, you, do you know what I mean? Obviously, like, maybe there's, like, a more serious problem going on or whatever but it's always felt like to get drunk at school that doesn't feel like a fun (laughs) yeah this doesn't feel like fun theology too high like if you got drunk in high school well you'd be in big trouble yeah Um, i mean i can't even we had listen ashley and i have tales to tell about people's misbehaviors at at school got it we'll do it we'll do it off air they're not all like that they're all weird they're all like weird. stuff where you're no, like it's weird it's just upsetting like it's like one of those things where it's like if someone just got drunk at school and then got like sent home you're like that's <laughs> i would imagine quite normal right it was like a step further where you're like 
that feels like behavioral, not like a phase. Yeah, like, no, exactly. Like, hmm. <laughs> and you look at it in hindsight and then you're just like, oh, I wonder what was going on. It never occurred to me to do that at school. <laughs> never occurred to me. Yeah. Like something would happen and you're like, I can't make heads nor tails of how they're going to punish that. Right. That feels foundational in like yeah. a weird way that like isn't part of, yeah. Like beyond high school. <laughs> we went to a very small school. I mean, I think this is like part of it. It's just, yeah, you, everyone everybody knows. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh God. Anyways. Yes. Let's go through the beats because yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Quite, quite right. Glennis. Um, okay. <laughs> Thunder weather. No. Uh, secret drawers, closet hiding, balcony hiding. Yeah. yeah uh poisoning bludgeoning strangling did anybody else die no it's just that one guy right and then he brought a gun but he didn't he decided to kill him in a arguably more horrible way because he brought the gun and he's like oh the axel knew i wouldn't use it so then he decided to strangle him which i was like Mm. i think it was a noise thing because he said other people would hear if he shot him oh not because he didn't have the guts to do it or whatever no yeah because uh what's his face dennis said the same thing they said that he didn't hear anything after that dennis is so full of of poo okay (laughs) phone wire cut no she's shaking no window peep yeah balcony peeping in so many balcony window peeps because then what, what was her name shannon also does it i mean there were a lot of views between the balcony window. I keep wanting to call her Shannon Bedore. <laughs> like most... Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, that's not. That's now nah, I'm looking up who that is. It's a real housewife of Orange County. It's Shannon Bedore. It's a, um, anyways, a fake name ID. No, because I think Dennis Stanton is his real name. Yeah. Uh, the fuzz slash cop quirk, so it's Alfano, and he's like a typical sort of harried New York cop. Wait, and has he been in another one that we've watched? He's been in two episodes of Murder, She Wrote. He was in another one, I think, that we watched, but I can't remember which one it is. Sorry, now off the top of my head. He is best known for a recurring role he had on The Rockford Files. Okay. Sing me the song. It's like... You know, it's like they're leaving the voicemail message. Oh God, yeah. Mark can do it off the top of his head. I um, can't. Megan, he's also in like six episodes of Magnum PI. Ah, you know yeah. what? That's apologies. That's exactly where I know him from. Yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah, he's in the later seasons as like a police lieutenant that Magnum get you know deals with. Okay. Yep. Sorry. That's it. Got it. Okay, so there's him. Uh, cop chemistry, no. Although they do seem to get along quite well, but they're not. It's not sexual because she's too busy throwing shapes on the dance floor with a Dennis Stanton, sexy, <laughs> sexy Dennis Stanton. Businessy business. I mean, publishing, real estate development. We're in New York, guys. It's wheeling and dealing left, right, and center. Agents. Who knows? Was there a political element to this as well? Yeah, Axel yeah. had aspirations okay. of office, but he, yeah. did not, uh, he did not pursue them in the end because he was uh, straight. Um, <laughs> age ain't nothing but a number. 
So age ain't nothing but a number. The only one, because there aren't really any couples apart from the wine guards. Uh, Marta's 48 and Axel was 65. So that's a pretty sizable little gap. But then I think he's like rich. You can tell because his white uh, collared shirt has a black piping on it. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so he smells of money because oh. that is, uh, I'm not, you know, it absolutely didn't make him look like a 16 year old from the 80s taking their girlfriend. To prom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought a lot of prime dresses uh, here in terms of the gala. I thought Jessica's was the nicest, obviously, but uh, there was some other nice probably style dresses. Okay, smooches. Oh, sorry, Dennis Stanton is 62. And Jessica here would have been 63, I think. Okay. Are they peers? Were they in other things together? You know, it didn't say on um, IMDb, yeah. but, but Keith Mitchell, based on his first sentence of his imdb bio because i don't do a bigger deep dive than that most of the time is he was a big time stage actor okay so i wonder if they maybe if they weren't in a play together because he was i think he's primarily british based even though i think he was born in australia so i guess if she ever went to the west end maybe he was a big deal over there because you're right there's like a rapport there feels like a rapport there already and most mm-hmm. of the other recurring people do have some prior relationship with angela for her to bring yeah her in. so um okay uh smooches no <sighs> okay where's bruce when you need him right no. guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh familial ties no eyes close head shake it's funny um she does like a head nod she's mm-hmm. sort of like mm, nailed him I thought there was a lot of like facial facial work in this episode on her part. A lot of reaction yes. shots. Yes, she's, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, okay, so also Dennis does a head shake at Miles. Like, yeah. And it's interesting because even though he st- blackmails the necklace from him, he's, he says, I hope they catch you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, all right. Um, all right, fave outfit. I mean, gosh. There's a lot here. Glennis, what do you think? So loved the blue dress on Mrs. Weingard. That was amazing. It was like a um, strapless blue, like sort of sweetheart, royal blue, uh, fit and flare, long, like ankle length dress with like a shimmer to it. It was really nice. I also love Jessica's peach dress. It had like a deep plunging neckline but then like had sort of like high shoulders so it really showed off her collarbone it was very nice the peach like shouldn't have worked it should have flushed her out but it looked really nice and then one more sorry um she had this like black shirt or blue it was like a black silk shirt with like a black and blue patterned silk Mm. scarf over and like just like the way that she was carrying herself was super effortless it was nice um I didn't have a least fave yeah okay Ashley what about you um the one thing so I liked all the outfits Glennis mentioned the other outfit I really liked was um just her pajamas just like a when she wears like a satin mm. pajama and the robe, it just looks like just perfect. And I just think, what a grown up! 
And <laughs> I need to elevate my pajama collection, maybe have a, like a smart robe. I don't know. She always just looks so put together. Uh, and I did not have a um, least favorite. Okay. Megan, what about you? Uh, my favorite was the black dress she wore with the scarf that Glennis mentioned to basically honey trap Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god, she I is honey trap. <laughs> <laughs> and I also did not have a least favorite. Okay, so I agree with you guys. I that dress she wore at the gala was beautiful. Um she that navy skirt suit she had with the white collar was beautiful. The I agree, the like sort of black and white scarf over that evening outfit. I don't even know if it was the skirt or a pant. It was just like a deep V and black. And she looked like they really um, made her look like effortlessly sexy in this episode. Like even like everything she wore, she just looked like a million bucks. So it's it's um, like not to give the game away, but we we've done another episode watched i've watched the next one and we're going back to the first season for that one and um it's she looks so much younger here and it's just the style and the look and everything she just looks so much younger and like sort of anyways and that waist looks amazing in all these clothes anyway so and i didn't really have a worst outfit either okay biggest hunk Megan, what do you think, biggest hunk? I feel like I feel like I have to go Dennis, right? I mean, I didn't really think anyone else was was cute. Am I wrong? Glennis, what about you? What do you think? I thought the insurance lady was so great. Sorry. I take it back. That's exactly who I'm picking. Yes. Shannon Bedore. The waiter, he was cute, but I thought, yeah, I thought Andy was cute. Was he your biggest hunk, Ashley? Um, I'd say Andy. You know, I did a deep dive on Rick Jason, Axel Weingard. He was kind of hunky back in the day. I can okay. see that. Um, didn't think didn't think he was hunky in this episode, but thought he was hunky back in the day. Um, and I, I do like Andy. John Die, I don't know. I think he's just a, yeah, good actor. So. Well, John Dye, John Dye was in a lot of episodes of Touched by an Angel. Oh, I was just going to say, is this arguably a hug-heavy episode? Uh, you know, <laughs> oh my God. Like, I guess, I guess sort of, but I would say, you know, I think if you're a clinger, no, no, it was <laughs> yeah, it's clean. No, no, it's it's he's Klinger from Mash, isn't he? Oh, no, ra- Theo, radar. Theo. No, radar's the one with the glasses, isn't he? God, oh, sorry, you're right. It is Klinger. Wait, hang on, hang yeah, on. Yeah, because Klinger, and then he always dresses in um ladies' clothes. Ladies' clothes. Wait, I guess as we all no i'm none of us are (laughs) (laughs) we're not not, not huge huge mash fans but wait a second not a bunch of mashed potatoes why did (laughs) i always think that jamie farr was radar in mash and now i'm i feel like you guys are right you're right we are radar had the round like owl specs right you're right yeah and he was like the tech guy Yep. I remember this because I used to think he was cute. Radar? 
minutes and we know that my taste is not always totally down the middle here's the thing who do you want to think who do you think my biggest son was for this episode <laughs> wait let me think uh, dennis it was dennis but <laughs> i think also shannon is very good looking yeah There's another episode I mean, in the even like intro clips i'm like who is this beautiful lady yeah She's in another episode where it's um it's when Megan's not crazy about, but it's there's she's on a cop drama and she plays <laughs> the sort of like second in command police officer on the show. And um she's very good at that. She's a much bigger character than she is in this episode. Um it's a standalone episode, right? I mean, I guess does that count as a standalone if it's, it's about with, her like, like former student? Yeah, who's like in love with the, yeah. I like the scenes on the cop drama, but I, the other storylines aren't my favorite. There's so much going on in that episode. And basically all of it is you just shout at actors all the time when they're being prima donnas. Like that's the whole episode is like, an actor's being a prima donna is like, you have to like belittle him in front of the staff. It's like, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, okay, so let's see, J.B. Burns. Uh, Ashley, why don't you start us off with J.B. Burns? Let's see. I had a lot of quotes written down. Oh, but there are a lot of like Dennis. He says, yeah. Shannon McBride is a persistent little terrier with the instincts of a bloodhound. Yeah, love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, Klinger says, better I should invest in igloos in Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, that was good. Linus, what, a, what were your ones? I didn't have any Jessica specific ones, but um, Mrs. Weingard, when they showed up to the party and she's all mad because like they didn't show up fashionably late, but like they showed up on time and she's like, this is so embarrassing. They they run into that other woman who's like, oh my God, your necklace is so beautiful. And she's like, you think so? I think it's a bit gaudy just to like (laughs) throw the lady under the bus. And then I can't remember the context. I only wrote down the quote. But at one point, Dennis goes, well, of course it's a lie. And I, don't <laughs> I don't remember what he was talking about, but he was like. <laughs> oh, I think I wrote that down too, but I. Megan, what were yours? Um, the, the police officer at one point says, if that's not a threat, I'm Rudy Kazuti. Okay, which I don't know. Rudy <laughs> Is that just a joke? Know. I don't know who Rudy is. Who's Rudy Kazuti? I'm not sure. But I also laughed. This isn't a a quote, but when when I don't remember his name on the Theo Wexler is telling her, oh, this would look so bad if if you leave, um, you know, people will think, you know, bad things about me. And she's like, she kind of has this look on her face like Oh, I understand now. Like, I am kind of a big deal. <laughs> this would look bad for you. <laughs> the other reference made here, other than Rudy Kazuti, which I'm assuming is a joke, <laughs> but I don't know, is Dennis says, you must, he said something like, oh, I'm not a modern day Raffles, the gentleman jewel thief. It's like, who's Raffles? <laughs> Uh, so I just specific. looked up Rudy Kazuti. It's not spelled how I wrote it down. It's R O O T I E K A O O T I E. And it was a TV show in the 50s. 
that featured a lot of puppets. Cool. <laughs> Rudy Kazuti was a boy keen on sports who played his, oh goodness, his magic kazuti and wore his signature <laughs> baseball cap with oversized bill turned up. You know what? I'm not going to get too deep into this, but there you go. There's going to be some stuff in there that didn't, that hasn't held up well. <laughs> um, and then raffles is a 1977 television series adapted from the aj raffles stories by ew hornig um and it features criminal adventures of a gentleman thief aj raffles i've heard of that author but i did i'm not familiar with the raffles and aj raffles is a renowned cricketer okay <laughs> oh and so is that how he's enabling there's a whole bits of murder about a cricket team that is um yeah. pulling off some sort of heist oh, um, any name a british murder mystery and there's a cricket episode even death in paradise has a cricket episode i just watched it yeah it's not bad it's pretty good oh and i totally lied that is the author that you said i thought was a different author and that <laughs> i'm not familiar with him <laughs> <laughs> with ew hornung <laughs> yeah guys sorry i don't want to overstate something but yeah i don't um, i'm not familiar. arthur conan doyle was a fan of this gentleman's writing oh and ew horning was brother-in-law to sir arthur conan doyle oh right they so. both loved rudy kazuti so i mean it all links up <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry so dumb um okay so my jp birds were all from dennis <laughs> except for one from the cop who said you don't give him a guy much room do you and she's sort of pushing him into doing something he doesn't want to do i liked the cop actually yeah, yeah, i thought they had a nice rapport um and then dennis's quotes that i wrote down <laughs> were my interests are entirely personal and only moderately selfish which i like and then <laughs> The next one is when he realizes she's been taping him, that she has a wire on her. He says, you'll understand if I don't buy your next book. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, zing, out. That's, that's when you really get Jessica's, if you go for her books, like she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't like that. Oh God, no. I mean, we've seen her, she like scorches the earth if you tell people that, you know, if you tell her you don't really like or haven't read her books, we all know that. Um, okay, so before we do fave guest star for uh, Glynis, oh yeah, let's do fave guest star first. Then what we'll do this what about we? What about Glynis's guest? No, that that'll come after. But I want to do something in between. Um, so fave guest star Megan, why don't you do fave guest star Dennis, Ashley, Dennis, Glynis, Dennis. It's a full house, Dennis. So, Glynis, before you do Glynis's guess, I wanted to ask you, so this is our introduction to Dennis, who is a recurring character on this show. You've seen a couple of other recurring characters, including Harry McGraw and uh, Miles, uh, I'm sorry, Michael Haggerty. How do we feel about Dennis overall? Are you excited to see more? Yeah, I only found out that he was a recurring character when you guys were like, oh, he comes up again. Um, I, yeah, he, it's funny. It's light. He's very uh, chipper. And the part where he like 
the Susquehanna lady was like, you'll serve 10 years. And he's like, well, (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed him. Dude, how would he rank against the other two that you've seen? Wait, what do you mean? Like (laughs) how, uh, like between Harry McGraw, Michael Haggerty and Dennis, what's your ranking for those? Oh, I feel like Harry McGraw, number one. Yeah. Okay. Dennis, two. Haggerty, three. It's fine. It's okay. We won't let tag Len Carew in this one. Don't worry. <laughs> well, it's just well, I don't know. The, the, the chemistry between Len Carew and, and Jessica is good. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He's not as the character's not as fun. Yeah, he's a bit more serious. No, and he comes like blustering in episodes and causes a lot of havoc for her in a way that I don't. don't like. No, yeah, that's true. Dennis sort of—they all cause trouble. Dennis dances in. That's true. He'll at least buy a lady a drink first. Yeah, (laughs) Michael will or will specifically get her in trouble to get what he wants. Uh huh. Right. Harry never. Yeah. And we've all seen none of them are afraid of breaking into her hotel room, sure, which is like sure. a running thing. Um. Yeah. So Glynis's guess, Glynis, who'd you guess? Do you remember? I wrote it down in case you didn't. Miles. Yes, and you were right. I wanted to remember the name that you called him earlier, and then I couldn't remember it. It was Ray. It, it was, was Ray. Ray. And I was wondering, like, oh no. So, because I'm the type of person where like. I don't have like questions in the moment, but then I think about things and then I have questions afterwards. So in the moment, I was like, well, he said it was a lady's voice and <laughs> the character Miles had like the highest pitch voice out of anyone. Even though he didn't have a woman's voice. I was like, well, that's it. That's the facts. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. And that's how I came to that. <laughs> we watched this last night. I still, it never crossed my mind any of the things he said about why Dennis might not have been telling them the truth about like the exchange he heard. And I'm just like, well, that's what happened. And I didn't understand it. So fine. Um, all right. Fave moment overall ranking. So Ashley, why don't you start us off with that? I mean, I'd be surprised if the fave moment wasn't also a full house, but. Okay, yes. I mean, I assume it's when Dennis (laughs) parkours onto her balcony. It's a scene for the ages. Do you think like all these like directors watch that scene and they're like, I can't believe I never thought of that. That's so (laughs) great. It was, I mean, that was my favorite part too. Yeah, chef's kiss. Um, Me too ranking i i like this episode i thought it had a nice like pace to it and dennis is funny um witty i'd say an eight i give it an eight okay megan what about you i'm gonna go eight glennis yeah i'd say eight. Oh, wow. oh a glennis eight that's a glennis like a 15 eight a little more i'm sorry <laughs> a real rudy kazooty it's been pretty rudy kazooty about this whole show <laughs> i guess what guys another full house i'm gonna say an eight too i, I wow i don't think that's that ever happened energy. before <laughs> we've all been smoking that kazooty <laughs> <laughs> i 
they I guess there's a theme song that says who is the boy who is full of zip and joy he's Rudy Kazooty <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet it sounds like a probably a very sweet show yeah no no it's and stuff yeah. She's full of zip and joy, just like Dennis, the cat burglar. (laughs) So, and I like to see, I think, you know, it's like when I watch Drag Race and I like that there's some queens that are over the age of 30. Yeah. I I like that you can be a cat burglar well into, you know, later life. You know, 60 is not the cap for cat burglary. And I appreciate that. Um. And the agility he showed, bouncing around the front of that building. And cool under the collar. Like, if I was to scale a building from balcony to balcony, I would be sweating bullets by the time I'd been let into somebody's room. And he's just like, never mind. Okay, does anybody have anything else they want to add before we close out? I would just like to say that Jessica had a beautiful manicure during the course of this episode. And I thought her hands looked lovely. So there we are. Um, Okay. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And uh, thank you for following us at Cabot Coverage on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. 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 Yeah, sorry. When I was on mute, Archie was just like, wah, 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 <laughs> the entire time.